Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 120, Episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, February 12th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Let's see how this goes. When I find the left to be in trouble from stupid apps and Mayor Pete, New Hampshire's choice is less dumb primaries. It was a stupid process to add unneeded technology. Thank God most other places, primary, primaries, primaries, <laughs> Jacobies for primaries. Iowa, this was dumb. Primaries. All right. That is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, man. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Hey, don't stop. Do another verse. <laughs> let's, Do just, a, let's, I, just, let's just roll this in, is man. The show. This let's is the roll show. in, man. Do some, let's like, throw some Klobuchar rhymes in there. And, yeah, and that's from yeah, yeah. Christy Yamaguchi. That is incredible. <laughs> Yamaguchi, Maine. Oh, 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 I so it's see. A, it's a portmanteau. I want to hear the full. I want to see a full Beatles parody album that's just uh, just, just just really topical uh, election. Yeah, yeah, opinions. you gotta really rush it out. Yeah, what's that? Uh, what's that guy who's like the conservative po- political fake like Weird Al guy? Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like we're. I've never heard of this, uh, but of course it's you a know. Thing. Super producer Anna Hosnier knows who I'm talking. Rainbow. No. All right. We'll figure it out. I'll figure out who I'm talking about. Wait, uh, I, I just, I want to know a couple of his conservative Weird Al parody songs. Yeah, like, I know. What is his I need to, I need to look him up. Yeah. I, I feel like I saw, I know him mostly from a sketch on uh, a comedy show that was making fun of him, uh, <laughs> but I will find it. Great, uh, great, great. And I'm thrilled to be joined today by my special guest co-host, Mr. Nick Turner. I hate to brag and I hate to boast, but to say in it from coast to coast, I am very proud to be your new co-host. Yeah. Thank you so much for wow. having me. Wow, 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 wow. Everyone, Miles Gray went to jail and he's, he's gone in jail. forever. Uh, in prison for uh, we'll we'll see how long. At uh, first, <laughs> it was supposed to be seven to nine years, but then uh, the DOJ intervened and said, "Let's double that." Yeah, they love the zeitgeist. I'm just full of topical refs. Uh, hey, Nick, Miles, and I are going on the road with our time machine super producer Anna Hosnier uh, and some special guests. Uh, we're in Brooklyn today. At the Bell House on February 12th. Today! With oh, Daniel yes. O'Brien, Washington, D.C., February 13th at the Miracle Theater with Natalie McGill. Uh, we'll be in Minneapolis, Chicago, and Toronto, I've been told is how you pronounce it, uh, later on in the month. But uh, Brooklyn, D.C., come out and uh, get at us. We, we've been having a blast so far on this tour. For tickets, go to dailyzeitgeist.com. Go to the live appearances tab for links to the tickets. We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented comedian Joey Cliff. Hey, everybody. Hey, I, man. Uh, I guess we're doing song parodies to yes. introduce ourselves. So, uh, Let's hear it. Hey, Joey. I'm on your... This is Hey, Jude. I'm on your podcast. <laughs> it's called Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, let's talk about politics and stuff. <laughs> Remember to... I don't know what the rest of that <laughs> I'm sorry. I that do have good. to interject that uh, mine was an original. Yeah. Oh shit. I yes. mean, I thought you were gonna say you were like hot butter on breakfast toast. Yes, well, I thought I, you were, yeah, but you went in a different direction. I used some well-worn material yeah. to get I, into it. I thought you were doing like the Beastie Boys uh, body moving. Um, like, I don't mean to brag, I don't mean to boast, but I'm intercontinental. Want to eat French toast? Yes. Well, I think yeah. bragging and boasting is a is a hip hop through line. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's just what well, rap it's is. From yeah. I, and as we all know, um, Sugar Hill Gang, the people who invented rap. Were the Beastie Boys? Yes, yes of course. The yeah, Beastie the first Boys. rappers. So, yeah, yeah, the first and only <laughs> rap group. All thanks go to my kings. Um, one yes. of my one of my favorite old school rap specifics was. Uh, before Run DMC came out, uh, rappers didn't know song structure, so they would just rap about how cool they are till they ran out of rhymes. Right. So every every rap song pre nineteen eighty three is like nine minutes long, <laughs> and it's just like oh, Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a great beat, but on like it's on my son's mix of like favorite songs. He's three. 
And when it comes on, I like try and switch it before he hears what it before is. Before he hears Wonder Mike talk about so how cool he is. It's so fucking long. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I can't. And there's a whole verse that's like a bad comedy routine about uh, chicken tasting bad. Uh, so. <laughs> wow, good bit. Good yeah, bit. you need to get on that kid's bop. Yeah. That's where it's at. Kids Bop is where it's do at. Do they do they have a Kids Bop Sugar Hill gang? Probably not. They I feel like Kids Bop is mostly top 40 radio. They don't do a lot of classics, but I could be wrong. Um, um I love when Kids Bop finds clever ways to censor swear words. Yeah. Like yeah. even just like Lizzo Truth Hurts. It's <laughs> yeah. just like I'm 100%. That kid, like, you know. <laughs> It's just like <laughs> changes oh, yeah. the meaning a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Fact. Yeah, yeah, same swagger, same swagger. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Joey, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a great, moment. Great, great. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Mostly, we're going to be uh, talking about our success and failures at the broom standing up uh, challenge or whatever the fuck people are calling that. Uh, we might also have time to talk about politics, uh, Bloomberg moving into number two on the betting markets. I should be very careful, Nick, because you are taking action on these betting markets. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about how Iowa still isn't clear, let alone uh, New Hampshire, which, you know, as of this recording, we don't know what happened in New Hampshire. You guys, listeners, probably know more than us. Uh, we're going to talk about Roger Stone, uh, just got the hookup from Trump, uh, and we're going to talk about the Cats visual effects artist. We're going to talk about Olivia Jade, Aunt Becky's youngest daughter. We're going to talk about uh, <laughs> all of that and plenty more. But first, Joey, we'd like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay, so uh, this is going to be a very uh, lame answer. Um, the top thing in my Google search history is how to see Google search history. <laughs> that, uh, I got the email from Anna, and I was like, wait, how do I do that? Yeah. So then I Googled it, and I was like, oh, now that's the number one thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm just one of those people that, like, uh, like a lot of comedians, uh, constantly riddled with anxiety, and I'm always worried about doing things wrong. So I yeah. think that even in this, I was just like, oh, I need to, like, know the steps to do it. Oh, oh, it's just a bar up top? Oh, I've done this before. Right. Are you in a relationship uh, not currently in a wow. relationship. Digging right Sorry in. if I, uh, yeah, yeah, but this is important. And <laughs> okay. You'll see why in the I'm, next 10 I'm, minutes. I'm in a relationship with podcasting. Okay. <laughs> well, I just, it's not going well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if um, there's another person in your room who has easy access to your phone, you know how to access your search history and how to delete it. Uh, really? I guess I've just never dated anybody that like, I, as far as I know, roots through my stuff. Is that normal? No, it's not that... Um, uh, anyone's snooping, but it's just like, oh, hey, let me look it up. Here's the nearest right. phone. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, Google yeah. something. I'm going to put in a couple letters, yeah. and all of a sudden, Pornhub right, pops up, right. and you're like, ha, ha, yeah. why'd you do that? And I'm not yeah, like, like, oh, what, what weird virus caused this? <laughs> right. Just like, oh, like Y2K bug, am I right? Yeah. yeah. I think you're into stepmoms, babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is something you think is overrated, Joe? Uh, something I think is overrated. Uh, this is going to be uh, very deep nerd specific, but I've been holding this hot take inside of me for 23 years. So here goes. Um, I think that the video game Final Fantasy VII is so fucking overrated. Oh, finally, fi somebody says yeah, that. Yeah, people, uh, it came out in 1997. Um, it's a Japanese RPG that people consider to be one of the best stories and one of the best video games of all time. And to that, I say, not true. <laughs> it is uh, not as good as Final Fantasy VI. That's clearly the best one in the series. <sighs> um, I uh, feel so passionate about this that I will physically fight anybody who disagrees. I weigh uh, 130 pounds and I'm five foot eleven, so I would lose that fight. But, but you have a lot of knives on you. I have a lot of knives. Oh man, yeah, it's a Final Fantasy VI reference. You get it if you played it. <laughs> but yeah, Final Fantasy VII, so fucking overrated. Huh? I have a theory, um, and that's because the movie Final Fantasy came out like four years later. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, that year or whatever. That year is when they were not focused on their main property because they were too busy trying to make that movie. Yeah, well, I think that, like, uh, this is... Okay, like, oh, I'm excited to dive into this. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Final Fantasy VI was, I think, the last, I guess, like, purest Final Fantasy. And then Final Fantasy VII was clearly when they got, like, a ton of marketing budget. They recently signed with Sony to have mm. it be a PlayStation exclusive. So that's clearly when they were, like, trying to do a mainstream push for the series. Oh, and um, because of that, like, they kind of made all of the characters just, like, just, like angsty edgelords. And, like, clearly, like, they had a focus group of what do teens like. 
<laughs> and uh, like it's like it's like I tell you what they don't like their parents. Yeah, yeah they don't like their parents. <laughs> no parents um, in this ep- in this so, game. So yeah, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Where it's like it definitely feels like that was the like they oh they were focused up. less. They, they blew got to up. appeal to the United States. Yeah, now. this was their this was their push for the top forty album, right? As opposed to their cool. Yeah, I was gonna say album. it's something that happens a lot in music where like somebody will do their major label debut and people will be like, oh, this is a great album. And then you have to feel like an it's asshole. Like, it's being not a great like, album. That's not just, as good as their old that's stuff. That's just the first album that you heard. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Sephiroth sucks as an, as an antagonist. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. is, uh, DJ Daniel, uh, our producer, was nodding vociferously in, good, the, good, uh, good. in the booth. Yeah, He's he really, a, I thought he was going to, if ever he was going to open that window, right. he, this was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but uh, hooray, Final Fantasy VI. Exactly. Yes, and, yeah. uh, and the most recent one. I don't know where we are. <laughs> yeah, I think it's up to 15. I don't know. I stopped playing at 10. <laughs> Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Something is underrated. Uh, this is very on topic. What we're talking about in a second, but the Cats movie. The Cats movie is incredible. I think okay. it's genuinely incredible. one of my favorite movies that I saw last year. Uh, I think everybody that shit talking it. Once again, I will physically fight you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I am just ready. This my That's hot a take. blanket. You yeah, just blanket, fight anyone. Blanket. Just I'll. I will fight. You will beat me because I'm very weak and don't know how to fight. But I will do it. Um, but yeah, the Cats movie. Um, I saw it. I mean, it might just be that I saw it in the best possible way to see it in that I run, I'm a big cat guy. I run a Facebook group for L.A. comedians to share pictures of their cats. It's called the L.A. Under and Cat Network. It has 11,000 members oh, wow. and um, very popular. So I basically just found a screening of the Cats movie in Burbank on uh, January 1st that had no tickets sold. So I was like, <laughs> let's just hijack this and turn it into a sing-along screening. Oh, we sold it out amazing. in four hours. I bought 50 pairs of cat ears that I passed out to people as they walked in. Oh, that's And incredible. we just like yelled at the screen and sang. And it was like legit the most fun I've ever had watching a movie. And I feel like any critic that badmouthed that movie, if you saw it during like that circumstance, you would agree yeah. that this is the most fun thing that you've ever seen in your life. Right. And I think people are talking about it having that sort of uh, like future that 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 it'll be the new Rocky Horror. Oh, 100 percent. It's the new room. It's the new Rocky Mm -hmm. Horror. Like if Universal wants it, like it will absolutely make its money back in 10 years in like sold out midnight screenings or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's not not ideal, <laughs> not uh, what they were going for. Right? Yeah, they were yeah. like, but they were like, people are gonna people are gonna really hate this, yeah, right. and watch it as a bit. So we're gonna get bit money to pay this back. Yeah, it's yeah. like what if you uh, shoot for the moon and land among the stars? But yeah, like, but that said, I mean, like there are so many movies that like you know even award winning movies that you forget about two years later. Whereas Cats is gonna be like on the tip of the public consciousness for like a decade. Right. I wonder yeah. if they'll just like be a quick remake. Just a quick remake. Like they do it again in five years. I doubt Maybe. It. Like like the, the Incredible Just to Hulk erase it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that the problem with, and I'm sure we'll get into this more in a second, but like the issue with it is that like it's really just... Uh, they needed to decide if the cats were going to look like they do in the musical where it's just people wearing leotards mm-hmm. or if they were going to look like fully CG cats. We'll and, do both. Like in the end, they were like, well, let's do both. <laughs> right. Let's do an island of Dr. Moreau monstrosity. And uh, it's like, yeah. if they did a remake where they literally just like made the cats look less insane, it would be like, uh, it would probably do well. Or more insane. Yeah. Or actually, yeah, more insane. I want it to be, I, I want I, it to be like a Cthulhu monster <laughs> where I literally go crazy while watching it. Now, I haven't seen cats yet, but like, you're what? missing out, bro. I know. I feel. I feel bad about that. It is probably the movie I most uh, want to see in theaters because it seems like it's a thing you have to see with other people. Oh you yeah, you can't just like watch it on your phone. Yeah. Um. How, like, what percentage of what people are reacting to in terms of like the good badness of it? Uh, is unintentional, would you say, versus like the director had a vision that was just a very strange vision? I mean, I think it's tough because like ultimately like what the Cats musical is, is this very discordant and weird thing. Right. So like with that in mind, I think that the director like absolutely nailed of like, oh, I'm going to make an insane movie. Right. Um, I don't think that he expected from frame one the audience to just openly heckle the screen. <laughs> uh, the first frame that you see is a weird cat in a moon right uh, and it's just like it's like from there it's just like it just ramps up in craziness every minute or so yeah um so you know i think that i don't think 
I think that going into it, he thought that this was going to be like a prestige movie because right. he made he directed like Les Misérables and a lot of other like right. you know, really like award winning King Speech, yeah, King which Speech. I was going to bring up as the example of like a movie that was acclaimed at the time and then forgotten immediately, like yeah. a couple years later. Yeah, like the yeah. Cats movie is going to be remembered far longer than the King right. Speech ever yeah. will, and it's a more Im- historically important story because it's about cats. Yes, <laughs> how could you get a more important story of a guy who stutters? Learning how to not stutter. I mean, what an overcoming of the odds. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And he's king? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, wait a second. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. We should, we should uh, I'll cut the king some slack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a group of friends that went lay to go see. The king. Yeah, lay off the lay off, lay off your majesty. <laughs> I had a group of friends that went to see cats, and they all dressed up like dogs. Whoa. No, man, that those was are pretty the fun. <laughs> okay, talk so, about some edge lords. Right, so, uh, Watch story, out. So, story from my cat screening that I think is really funny. Um, like, uh, there was one guy that bought a ticket to the screening between when I started promoting it and when it sold out who was just, like, legit a Vietnam vet who just wanted to see the Cats movie at, like, 1 p.m. on, like, a Wednesday or something. And um, the, he left five minutes into the previews because everybody in the audience wouldn't stop booing whenever a dog would show up in the <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, I was passing out cat ears and he walked out. And he seemed like a very nice guy, but he was just like, I just can't do it. Everybody's booing whenever they see a dog. I just got to get a refund. So in between you deciding, okay, I'm going to do an all-cats, all-cat uh, Facebook group screening and when... Uh, like Showtime, this guy bought a ticket and got mixed in with the yeah, whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, he was just was like, just... yeah, yeah, this guy just happened to buy a ticket in the four <laughs> hours when I promoted it <laughs> and when it incredible. sold out. Uh, um, it was delightful. The I'd idea everything of, I wanted. The, that's, I think that's very cool that you did that. That's like a thing that I, like a, a muscle that I don't have that I really admire in other people. Like uh, one of our past guests, Demi eBay, like does these big, like, uh, event parties and like they're like always like have clever premises and like that's just something I would never think to do but that's really cool that you put that event together that oh. seems like a magical like oh, one thanks. time thing yeah yeah I mean I guess it's just like you know you are always it's it's fun to hang out with people and it's yeah. fun to do cra- it's fun to like make memories and do crazy shit with people right yeah yeah I th- I think my problem is it's not fun for me to hang out with people. Oh, got it. Oh, that's a large flaw in your plan. <laughs> yeah, so you're yeah. doing fine. Yeah. You're, uh, we're in a podcast studio with four other people. Yeah, this is the only yeah. way I talk to people. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do like a theme party, you have to kind of be a jerk about everyone has to participate. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like the older I get, it's like I have less less time for people yeah. who just want to show up in street clothes. Right, right. Yeah. I'm also, I feel like I'm the opposite where... Like, if there's a big theme party, like, if a friend of mine is planning, like, a birthday day where mm-hmm. it's, like, there's seven things you go to, I'm like, well, I'm not that good of a friend with that person. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I go yeah. to zero of the seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, I might go, if there's, like, a late night, we're all hanging out in a dark bar in the valley at, like, 8 p.m., yeah. sure, I'll do that for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I'm not going to also, like, I don't know, go to a dance recital at noon or something. <laughs> <laughs> dance recital. My, my friends are weird. Yeah. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? Um, okay, so uh, this is going to be, once again, very specific, not about Final Fantasy VII or Cats. Um, <laughs> so uh, everybody can just tune out. Um, <laughs> so um, for me, a myth that I really want to debunk is this idea that people have that just because they took a DNA test that says that they're like 0.005% Native American that all of a sudden they feel like they can speak from a position of authority on all Native issues, mm. which is something that, uh, like, you know, I didn't think was really going to be a myth that I was going to need to debunk. But uh, if after the Super Bowl was an indication and the sheer amount of people that I saw tweeting, like, hey, I think the Washington Chiefs name is fine. My great grandma is a Cherokee princess. Right. It's yeah. like, like using that to shout down, like, Nate, like I'm, I'm in roll call. I'm native. Uh, to shout down, like just like natives that are like, hey, but there's research that says that this like hurts people. Right. I don't know. That's like a myth. I would like to debunk. Is like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't you're just... not. You're not the authority who yeah. gets to say <laughs> yeah, things are okay. Yeah. If like... you didn't know about it outside of 23andMe, you yeah. can't have it. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't use it to say like, because I mean, I don't know. I do, I can't speak for all natives. Like you know, it's it's just weird because it's something that people do all the time and it's so annoying. Yeah. 
I'm a five percent Lebanese, um, and I'm sorry, but I do think that gives me the right <laughs> yes, to, to speak for 100%. all Lebanese people to grade your hummus on a scale of one to ten. Right, right, right. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. If you get a twenty-three in me that says that you're part Lakota, you can grade my mom's dream catcher she <laughs> made me. Um, uh, yeah, but other than that, uh, shut up, everybody. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about uh, the news that is sweeping. America right now. Sweeping. Sweeping. Uh, this is a good nation. If you're not going where I think you're going, this is a missed opportunity. <laughs> Broom. Yeah. Can stand up. Uh, I said that correctly, right? Broom, broom can, can stand, stand, broom can stand up. up. Yeah. Broom yeah, can broom, stand up. Yeah, broom can stand up challenge. We get it. <laughs> we all, we've here, all seen the hashtag. Here, bite my wallet while you finish this stroke. <laughs> uh, no, this was a thing that apparently went viral a couple days ago where people, I think, fell for a like myth, like urban legend that NASA was saying that only today because of like the... Dr- the fact that uh, gravitational fields were aligning in a certain way, uh, you could stand a broom up and it would stay upright. Wait, was this a real thing that NASA tweeted? Or like, no. Oh, got it. Yeah, it was like a fake NASA tweet that people then started uh, blowing their mind with, and then it turns out broom broom can stand up always. Well, was there even a fake tweet? Because I, I just saw people saying, just referencing NASA said something. In most I don't, of the I don't know I how that started. Uh, might have that... just been one a random person with one of those stylish like uh, NASA sweatshirts. Uh, they're like, "Broom someone... can stand up today only." <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is something that, um, like, uh, I went to school for like journalism to be like a television like news anchor reporter guy, and it is always insane to me how horrible people are at like checking any sort of sources of yeah. things. Yeah, that it's just like, oh, somebody just tweets. Like, hey, NASA said this is a thing. And nobody, right. like, bothers to look to see if NASA said it. Yeah. Broom can stand up dash NASA. Yeah, that Broom was, can stand up dash NASA. That was the original tweet. Um, um, this is, uh, this I put on the level of a uh, hooey, like, ghosts and uh, astrology. Um, so all very real and proven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> show me that proof. <laughs> but hey, NASA said <laughs> it's NASA. A, it's kind of an ingenious thing that I feel like will be copied because it has a weird like physical phenomenon attached to it that like people didn't most people don't realize that you can just stand a broom up and it will balance mm-hmm. and look like it's being held up by a, a string or a ghost, if you will. Uh but yeah, I mean, I spent four hours trying to get my broom to stand up last night, and it didn't work. Uh, you didn't but do it on the right day. I did see some videos. You did it on I the found. wrong day. You yes. should have done it a couple days earlier. That I hear it problem. has to be early in the morning because then the sun is coming That's up. That's when the and... ghosts are yeah, yeah. most spent, powerful. You spent four hours trying to get your broom to stand up? Just use some Viagra. Hey! Oh. And with that, we're going to go to a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back, and we don't know what happened in New Hampshire. You probably do, uh, but we record this early. We're recording extra early because we're about to get on a flight to go to Brooklyn to like, see all of you. I feel like the spoiler is that the real winner was all of us. <laughs> yeah, the victory was in all <laughs> of us all along. If uh, I was an indication, that might be the, the best yeah, we that can might do. Be, that <laughs> might be the real results. I don't know. As as Trump supporters, as we all are, we yeah. are all emboldened by the results <laughs> of these primaries so, and caucuses. Two stories that uh, were kind of being passed around in the mainstream media that I thought were noteworthy. One is that they were making a big deal about the fact that Amy Klobuchar had an early lead uh, after like these five small towns like voted. I, I think that some of the towns had like three people in them. I think it was just three, right? Okay, like three small towns, and they all had like each name was funnier than the last. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, good comedic heightening in these new like Andrew Kennedy. Uh, so CNN though had an article that was uh, that was like Amy Klobuchar takes early lead, and that was being like plastered on the headlines of like on Drudge, and 
uh, CNN, when you actually like went and watched them interview her, yeah, they were like, uh, Amy, so you got 29.6% and she was like, yeah, that's eight people. Eight. Eight. Exactly. I mean, but that was being covered like almost as if it was, it was almost like a fun, like quirky little human interest story about like, uh, look at this like tiny example of democracy, but then it got like misinterpreted by the rest of the media or something. Good for her for, I mean, I haven't seen the clip, but good for her for being honest and not being like, I won. (laughs) (laughs) Refreshing, right? A revolution. Yeah, yeah, just done her victory speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like, just, you know, tweet deck 20 tweets that are just like, like, Above say my I officially won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, the revolution has started. Uh, another thing that uh, people are covering is that Bloomberg has moved into number two on the betting markets. People are, you know, wondering who is going to be the centrist candidate now that Bernie is kind of a front runner, and uh, you know, they have the different candidates represented by uh, like a, n- a number. I don't know if it's a percentage, but uh, Bernie is at forty-eight. Uh, Bloomberg's at 25, Buttigieg 14, and Biden has fallen to 10%. It does uh, seem like um, a percentage out of 100. Yeah, yeah. okay. And that seems, uh, first of all, it seems like there's a clear bias here towards uh, people with names that start with B, uh, <laughs> but yeah, also to white men. Uh, Sorry, so, Cory Booker, you got out too early. Yeah, yeah, Booker had a shot. If only he had noticed the trend, the pattern. Um, but it... It does, uh, like this is just, you know, based on some small market that is taking action on it. Nick, you immediately signed up. Oh, yeah. I put money down immediately because I'm addicted to gambling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. You're and, like, uh, oh, I'm gonna, I'll become a billionaire off yeah. of how much I bet on Bloomberg. So right now, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> going to get a little of those billions. Uh, yeah. no, I love that guy. What a great guy. Um, <laughs> I spent uh, 12 years in New York under him, so I I can hate him the most. Mm-hmm. Um I uh I've I've I immediately put 25 shares. I bought 25 shares okay. on on uh Bernie Sanders winning New Hampshire and 25 shares of him winning the nomination. And if both of these hit, I stand to gain nearly $9. What? Wow. Oh, what, do you know yeah. what you're going to spend that $9 on? Oh my gosh, I probably Final Fantasy 7, my favorite. Hey man, fuck you. Oh. <laughs> That's it. I said we were going to fight. That was a challenge to everybody in this room. Oh you're no, much, Mr. Burns is punching. Yeah, you're much yeah, you're Joey's. much larger than me and I'm once again very weak. Joey's but like doing let's a very, fucking go. A very unconvincing stretching routine <laughs> yeah. before a fight yeah. like popping his knuckles. Yeah, basically doing the the like I've never been in a fight, but I've seen cartoon fights. <laughs> Right. So they do a lot of like knuckle, knuckle cracking. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's what punches are. It's mostly knuckle cracking, right? Um, but what, one of the things that people are saying uh, Bloomberg is benefiting from is that Biden is now no longer seen as a viable candidate because of his poor showing in Iowa, and you know people are expecting him not to do well in New Hampshire. And Biden had a lot of support from Black voters, and a lot of Black voters are now moving over to Bloomberg. Uh, so it's interesting because a new sound clip came out from him talking about, you know, policing under Bloomberg was somewhat controversial uh, in New York with the stop and frisk, like a blatantly racist policy that, uh, you know, he claims he inherited, but was still pretty awful. And we have a clip now of him uh, talking about about his policing strategy. 95 of your murders murderers and murder victims fit one MO. You can just take the description, Xerox it, and pass it out to all the cops. They are male, minorities, 15 to 25. That's true in New York, it's true in virtually every city. And that's where the real crime is. You've got to get the guns out of the hands of the people that get killed. So you've got to, you want to spend the money for a lot of cops in the street, put those cops where the crime is, which means in the minority neighborhoods. So this is one of the unaffected Unintended consequences is people say, oh my God, you are arresting kids for marijuana that are all minorities. Yes, that's true. Why? Because we put all the cops in the minority neighborhoods. Yes, that's true. Why do we do it? Because that's where all the crime is. And all right. So that's that's plenty. Yeah. Uh, uh, one yikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yikes, and, lo- and also uh, very just like poor for a billionaire, a poor understanding of how like cause and effect and like statistics would 
network that right. he's like, yeah, we put all the cops there, yeah. and that's where all the crime is that the cops are catching. So we got to put more cops there because that's where all the crime is. It's like, or... yeah, you you got to put the money into the community through right. cops, right? Yeah, yeah that's the <laughs> ultimate no way, way to yeah the ultimate way to solve any problems. Put more cops there. Yes. Um. Yeah. It is. It's insane to me. Whenever tapes like this get released, they're never like. This is, they're always like recorded from like, you know, like the yeah. back of the room. It's like the person giving the speech is never proud of what they're saying. Right. Like he knows what he's saying is right. very racist. Right. It's like the Romney, like, what what did he say? Like, it was like 50. binder full of women or yeah. something. Well, the binder full of oh, women no, he was said part that, oh, no, he of the said speech. That, oh no, he said that, that was, in a debate. He yeah, was yeah. proud of that. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was like, on, I'm saying a yeah. good thing. Yeah. No, was, the, was it was that like some person did the deplorables she said that yeah. in a speech i remember yeah, listening yeah. to that on like npr being covered live and being like oh we're fucked like, yeah just like was... oh we just gave them a catchphrase and a t-shirt right Good. um no the the uh romney thing that uh, i'm thinking of was like him saying a certain percentage of americans like don't work and are lazy and like, oh, yeah, take all our tax dollars and that was uh, a big turning point in that campaign but yeah i mean I mean, this seems like he's, yeah. Uh, all right, guys, off the record, between you and me. He right, seems right. like the sort of guy who... Uh, right, off the record, let's record, put, move that microphone right. four feet away. Right, yeah. So uh, <laughs> he seems li like you hear stories about Bloomberg where he will say something very questionable. Like I've told the story about a journalist who wanted to compliment him on his gun reform and walked up to him at like some big official ball and Bloomberg just wanted to talk to him about the ass on a woman nearby. Like that was like the only, the first and only thing he would say to a journalist. And it's like, wow. I feel like this is, I feel like he might have trouble with like the on the record, off the record thing. And like that might come back and bite him. I mean, I think that on the ass. Go ahead. Yeah, on the air. Great, good, good, good Thank button. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the. I really want our next president to like know how to be a politician. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Like, I kind of. I don't know. It's like I'm really over. Like, I want somebody who's been in politics. Like, hmm. I mean, even like more than Bloomberg. I mean, I know he was like mayor, but it's like more than Bloomberg or something. Somebody that like. We're not, we're, we're not going to have this kind of thing happen where it's just like, oh, I feel embarrassed as an American. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, Bloomberg's just a politician, which is why his net worth went from $4 billion when he left his company to run New York. And then when he was done with uh, running New York, somehow his net worth had ballooned six times. Yeah. Um, wow, that's, that's weird how that happened. Um, I mean, here, here's my theory, though, on Bloomberg um, and his polling numbers. Your polling numbers are going to be great until someone has to vote for you. Right. right. He's not even on the ballot. Of course, he's like, Biden had to have votes. And so now it's like, who else doesn't have? When he does have like a ton of name value, especially with the amount of money that he's put on uh, like just campaign ads and stuff like yeah. that. So I get what you're talking about where it's like he's sort of like in theory great mm -hmm. um, right. in term. But like, yeah, once he once like once he does you know, the California, like, primary or something like that, and he gets, like, 2% of the vote yeah. or something. It's just like, oh, never mind. Nobody cares about this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how well he holds up once people are uh, aiming, you know, attack ads at him yeah, although I don't, once he's actually in the mix. I don't know how it is to be in a different market where he's running these ads a thousand times a day because right. we're in California and he's not... Wasting his oh, money. Oh, we're in California, and also he's like hitting me. Quite I a have bit. seen some. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't watch a ton of like local. News but that was like broadcasts. during the Oscars. Or... It's like, are are we the target for like, are we the target for what where he's advertising? Yeah, right. like you know, if he's not advertising on Reddit, I'm probably not going to see his ads. <laughs> you know? That's the thing is, I've only I only watch sports, and yeah. that's basically yeah. It. I watch professional and... wrestling and the Cats movie on repeat. Uh, <laughs> right. And if he starts, if uh, I don't know, if Mr. Mistopheles starts promoting him, then I'm all in, baby. <laughs> right, but and then I fast forward through most of the ads, so it's very rare that I would get hit with an ad by a politician, and yet I have seen his ad like multiple. Ads yeah. from him, like on multiple occasions. So, I think uh, it might be just like Super Bowl and Oscars, though they may have been national or something. Uh huh. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it, it will be interesting to see. I mean, I guess it's moments like this where, like, if uh, you know, if Bloomberg wins California or whatever, it'll make me realize like how much of a bubble I'm in. Right. Of like, oh, my uh, alt comedy friends don't do as many bits about Bloomberg. Yeah. You know, so like it w it will be interesting to see if like the 
fuck ton of money he's putting into ads is having any effect. Yeah, I do. I I think a lot of people I've spoken to uh, are who like who aren't in like the entertainment world or like don't spend a lot of their time online are like he's interesting. He's an interesting candidate, and they're like doing the sort of uh, electoral math that has been a thing like for years in the past where it's like, well, if a Republican runs as a Democrat, they're going to be unbeatable because they'll get both Republicans and Democrats. And uh, I just feel like things have changed since then. And I I don't know. Again, it's like a thing that in theory, he seems interesting to a certain group of people. But I, I feel like that's the like larger conversation of this, like at least primary season for like the left is like, Oh, is it better to get somebody who's like a centrist candidate or to get somebody who's just like full progressive that right. like the base would care about? Right. And that's kind of I feel like that's like the both sides of the argument. And like, you know, as far as polling goes, it clearly looks like the progressive candidates are the ones that people want more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. It's a, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out in a general election, but it does seem like, you know, both Sanders and Biden had like a particular appeal to sort of people who aren't necessarily represented by the sort of liberal elite media bubble uh, right. because they actually talk about workers' rights. Bloomberg uh, has put in a third of a billion dollars of his own money into yeah. his campaign. Yeah. And that is about half of 1% of his money. Yeah. That's I, like a parking ticket, I guess. I guess it's nothing. I mean, yeah. he wouldn't notice it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just, I don't like it. For me, it's a red flag when a candidate entirely self finances their campaign because it's just like, oh, like voters don't care enough to donate to your campaign. Right. You know, it's like, it's just, it's the definition of like astroturfing where it's just like, oh, you're like, you know, you having so many campaign ads isn't because like super PACs care about you or voters care about you. It's because you just have so much money that, like you said, this is a parking ticket to you mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. Actually, yeah, he said that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. Oh, it was just, I'm tired was... of Nick getting all the credit for everything. No. That's just, oh, guys. <laughs> I, really, I really messed up yeah. today. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, oh, boy, boy. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like he's his own special interest group, and the special interest that he represents is the richest people in America, like the richest right. 20 what people in America. Well, it says a lot that, like, I mean, you guys are probably out on the show, but, like, that Nick Sorelli and Bradford Evans had, like, a bit that went viral where the premise of the bit was, like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if there were enthusiastic Bloomberg supporters? <laughs> this was the Moves, like, Bloom- yes, yes, the yes, Moves yes. like Bloomberg video. Okay, yeah, Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, that shouldn't be... That's a bad sign if that is a successful comedy premise <laughs> on you as a candidate. Is wouldn't it be funny if people cared about you? Right. People, yeah. Young people. Yeah, yeah. Bloomberg now is sixty one point five billion mm-hmm. uh, dollars U.S. dollars, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot. That puts him like in the top five richest yeah. people in the. Yeah, I want to say uh, like I'm doing a lot of shit talking, but if he gave me. Five hundred million dollars. Uh, I get Bloomberg tattooed on my face. <laughs> yeah. I do actually. I would do that for fifty million. Wow, I'd cut him a deal. Damn, you he are a principled all, man. He should have all of his money stolen from him. <laughs> right. Just I. I don't think I. You know. And then that's it. Wait, you into plan a heist? Um, absolutely. <laughs> I would like to plan oh, a heist. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, guys, right. we're heisting. Okay. Jackie got the show you, from now. You just pulled that whiteboard out. From <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys uh, want to follow in our Bloomberg money heist, yeah. uh, I'm now passing tweet, out red tweet, tweet, tweet hashtag Bloomberg heist. <laughs> and uh, if you know how to break into a bank vault, uh, tweet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. send me a DM. <laughs> Any contortionists? Uh, I actually, up. I'm uh, actually I'm a ma- an um, amateur contortionist. I could like Are fit in really? boxes and stuff. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. So I think we really need to. So we got that covered. No contortionists. Uh, we, but somebody who knows heavy weapons would be good. <laughs> yes. Roger Stone just got the hookup from Trump just to kind of flash back to the hell reality we all exist in. Uh, Roger Stone was looking at a decent amount of time in the clink for, I'll, I'll just use what federal prosecutors said, uh, Roger Stone obstructed Congress's investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election lied under oath, and tampered with a witness. And when his crimes were revealed by the indictment in this case, he displayed contempt for this court and the rule of law. Um, So they were recommending seven to nine years in prison, uh, which seems 
I don't know, light to me, I guess, but I don't I don't know what these sorts of crimes get. Uh, and then Trump started tweeting uh, on Monday evening, afternoon, about how that wasn't nice because he's old and uh, he's he should be treated nicely because he's old old man. And uh, the DOJ immediately, uh, a DOJ official told Fox News that the Justice Department uh, was shocked by the memo and the recommendation was not what had been briefed to the department. And the department fined seven to nine years extreme, excessive and grossly disproportionate to Mr. Stone's offenses. So it's just more like more of the same thing with Trump just being blatantly corrupt and nobody like I think everybody's given up. It seems like the mainstream media is mostly kind of given up and they're like another A for Trump. A great week because he got away with more uh crime. Wait, so is this like a formal pardon or is it just him being like, "Hey guys, lay yeah, off." Lay off. Um that sucks. I mean like 7 to I mean what you said 7 to 9 years or something. Yeah. That's was like what the prosecutors I mean people get that for like unpaid parking tickets. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's like oh, what the I mean I feel like major international crimes should get a little more time in jail. Yeah, than Bloomberg like, would consider that a parking ticket. Right? Yeah, 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 Bloomberg <laughs> would consider that a parking years. ticket. Yeah. But it's like people with like minor weed allegations will get like oh, yeah. 20 years or yeah, whatever. And it's definitely just will get, yeah. And it's just like, oh, why why is that in the eyes of the law worse than just like than like major international like conspiring in elections and stuff and, and like flaunting your ability to be above the law being yeah. like I'm gonna take you out man and like dressing like a Batman villain while doing it with like those glasses and the yeah the weird long hat. cigarette and yeah. stuff yeah uh, pretty incredible that was one of my favorite things that Bernie did um, whenever when the criticism of Warren was like all of her policies are Bernie's policies and then Bernie was like all right let me take it one step further and then he announced uh, as president he would make marijuana legal across all 50 states and also release everyone from prison on a marijuana related charge and then also ban the tobacco industry from profiting on the marijuana industry so I think pretty fucking cool. That's too right. far, man. Leave leave the tobacco industry out of this. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they're, uh, good. Yeah. Sorry, they're good guys. Yeah, how dare <laughs> you? I uh, I grew up in Richmond, Virginia, so I'm uh you know hard Philip Morris country. Yes, yes. Uh, all right, let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and. Uh, so there was a joke during the Academy Awards. Did you guys watch the, the Academy of course. Awards? Um, of course, big winner. Yeah, big uh, winner. I watched clips. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing, but yeah, uh, yeah I saw some stuff. Yeah. Did you see the joke on your movie, Cat? Um, I uh, I saw it. I just saw the thumbnail, and I was like, "That's not for me." That's, not, <laughs> that's, not, that's a very mentally healthy that's just, way. That's of, just like that's not that's, that's not preaching to a choir that I care to be a part of. <laughs> How dare they? I will physically fight them. Oh my gosh, you are a violent man. Yeah, look, um, only only around these three subjects: Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, the Cats movie, and then I forget what the other thing it is yeah. was. But I'll I will fight you for it. Okay, um, but so. There was a joke where James Corden and Rebel Wilson came out in their cats costumes and uh, stood at the microphone and were uh, introduced the word for best visual effects and were like, you know, we above, we more than anyone know that you need good visual effects in your movie. Ha ha, our movie's visual effects sucked. Uh, and I, I thought it worked fine. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Moment. Yeah, I did too. Um, and uh, I think that you're both wrong. <laughs> uh, here's uh, what I got to say about this guy getting all up in arms about this. Wait, did we get to that part yet? No, no. So, well, I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll explain. Wait, are you talking so, about me? <laughs> about this, this guy. a very passive aggressive <laughs> yeah. way to. This guy, whatever is stupid. That's a yeah. very passive aggressive way to call to me you. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop talking to me. You just started Speaking talking directly around. across the table. <laughs> uh, Eves McRae uh, tweeted Hey, guys, I haven't watched all the Oscars, but I assume these two were really classy and thanked me for working 80 hour weeks right up until I was laid off and the studio closed, right? Uh, so he was one of the people who worked on the visual effects for Cats and uh, was laid off. And, you know, the, the special effects were a sordid process on that movie. 
and so I don't know, but but it's it's been widely reported that people in the special effects and visual effects computer animation world uh it don't work under the best conditions it's similar to like when a video game needs to get out and video game companies are just you know leaning on their employees to just work around the clock but aren't they like not union like they don't have any protections that's right yeah um they oftentimes like don't get paid extra for the insane i mean a lot of these people are on like week rates as opposed right. to day rates or whatever yep um, yeah yeah i guess that like that's this is like real talk, guys, about the Cats movie. That is something that kind of burns me about it is like the visual effects are like treated as such an easy like dunk for people. But like so many people, I don't know, like worked so hard on this. And it's like it's not the visual effects people's fault that the movie looks bad. Right. It's like the execs, the directors that approved, you know. Yeah. It was an overall vision that the director had that they were executing on. It wasn't yeah. like they misplaced the hairs and otherwise it would have looked awesome right yeah it's like it was a major like from a concept art stage that people approved and like yeah i mean like you said there so many of these people work like long hours 80 hours a week like in like yeah. just really insane conditions to do to make this and like i don't know it's just it's it's a down punch in terms of like comedy terms you know yeah it is one of the non-union parts of the entertainment and film industry and just in general that has made it incredibly brutal uh the life of pi uh yeah. won the academy award for best visual effects and were out of business as a company like pretty soon thereafter uh, the people who made that Tupac hologram were like went under like a couple weeks after. Um, so it's just like even if you are having success making really cool visual effects that are like uh, being, uh, you know, talked about and creating uh, a lot of positive buzz, uh, you you are just as likely to go out of business because you don't have the protections that other parts of the film industry have. It's almost like unions are a good thing. But it's like the the Sonic the Hedgehog mo movie is a really great example of like everybody blame nobody blamed the director for Sonic looking insane. They believed the visual effect. They blamed the visual effects. Did they company. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody was like, "Oh, these visual effects artists put weird teeth on Sonic." Yeah, it's I'm like, sure. No, I blame Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey. It's all his fault. Um, I think this guy uh needs to shut up. <laughs> it's Wait, the visual effects. No, guy? here's my here's my take. Okay. Uh, I bet he wasn't offended by anything else in that show. There's that show is just filled with jokes. One joke was about him, so he got offended. Right. Um, guess what? It's hard. You know, you are in the movie business. Yeah. The most there is no, there is no more uh, business that is more critiqued than the movie business. People are very critical, uh, and that's what happens when you get into the movie business. Sorry, it sucked. It's yeah. not, you can't get offended by that. That was a bad, uh, bad movie, and you can make fun of it. You're allowed uh -oh. to make fun uh -oh. of it. Uh oh. Oh, this I'm, is I'm tracking oh my, my knuckles. <laughs> I don't know if you guys um, can hear the knuckle cracking, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's um, really dramatic. My knuckles are very weak, so you can't, I do it close <laughs> to the microphone, you can't even hear it. Also, it nobody like... gets credit for working hard. You, I don't, you worked a bunch of hours. Guess what? An Uber driver drives 80 hours. Yeah, but and... those are all horrible abuses of employer, uh, employees. Like, that's terrible to anybody working 80 hours a week. That's not good. And especially if they're not making overtime. Um, I mean, I get what you're talking about. I just feel like it's like, I feel like it's such a, it's like, at this point, it's hack to make fun of the Cats movie. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, like if, if New York Times reviewers have already made the jokes that you're making, it's not like edgy comedy. Well, it's people you know? from the movie, which is the only reason it's like. A little right. more clever because yeah. they made it. I also. thought it was a well-executed joke within yeah. the wow. the awards show. Um, like I haven't seen the joke, so I can't necessarily speak directly on it. But I still think the movie's delightful, and everybody who makes fun of it is bad. Also, the best part <laughs> the best part of the bit was um, when they were just batting, batting the, microphone the microphone around. back and forth. Uh, when they that's came just back never mind. I take yeah. it back. Yeah, that's that was just good they're physical comedy. They're doing cat <laughs> stuff. Yeah, they're doing cat yeah, never mind. I'm all in. If they're doing cat <laughs> stuff, I'm down. I mean, as somebody who I, I'm a fan of comedy, mostly in the awards show uh, yeah. comedy setting, like that's mostly what where I take in my comedy. Specific. Yeah. So uh, but, yeah, I thought guy, it, I thought it was a a minus. I bet you this guy didn't tweet any um, any tweets about how outraged he was about the lack of diversity in the nominee. Knees. But the one thing that he was mad about was something that we all agree was not good. 
Right. But well, yeah, I mean, whoa, whoa. The visual effects is something we all agree was not good, right? I think, yeah, I'll, t- I'll, uh, I'll agree. The visual <laughs> effects are fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's not good, but it's not good at a level that it becomes incredible that it got made. Right. Well, it's not even our opinion. They redid it and then right. put a different movie in the theaters. Yeah. yeah. I still think that to me is this generation's uh, Han shot first. It's the greatest travesty in movies <laughs> that they changed this perfect movie where there were guys just wearing full mocap suits in the background that they didn't have time to add fur to. No. Yeah, Wait, really? Real, that thing, no. real things. Yeah, there's uh, multiple. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard. Um, uh, there are a couple of times in the movie where you can see J- Dame Judi Dench's just real-ass human hand wearing a wedding no. ring <laughs> where they just didn't have time to, like, fix it. Oh my uh, there's uh, a point where um, James Corden dives through a doorway, and, like, it's clear they didn't finish the effect because once he, like, crosses the plane of the doorway, he just disappears, and you only see half of his body. Oh, it's body. like Take On Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen this to confirm it, but I've heard from friends there are multiple times in the movie where you can just see a dude in a mocap suit standing in the background. So and this like, is your favorite movie. This is my favorite movie of all time. All of those choices are perfect. That's yes. incredible. Very intentional. Uh, all symbolic of cats, I guess. Um, let's move on to Aunt Becky, uh, whose name is escaping me right now. It's not Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin. Yeah, Lori Laughlin. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what it is. Uh, Lori Laughlin. the Connecticut Laughlins. <laughs> Are you are you betrothed? Uh, Trying to marry these dynasties. Uh, So Lori Laughlin's daughter's resume, the what was submitted to the rowing team at USC, has been made public, and it's pretty impressive. Like she is an Olympic caliber rower, according to this resume, which is all totally made up and just. The ballsiest thing I've ever seen. Somebody, they're just like, hey, yeah, she's the best. Gold, San Diego Crew Classic, gold medal 2016, silver medal 2015, gold medal 2014. Like they just gave her the resume of a prodigy. And Look, I just got to say, who here hasn't lied on their resume? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a new level of lying. Right, right, right. Yeah. Look, you guys don't have a Olympic combat athlete on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> a gold medal in pro wrestling 2008. Yeah. I don't know why she just didn't lie on her resume that she went to USC. <laughs> there you go. Skip right. all this. That's super funny. <laughs> the cheapest fucking. Yeah. That's that would have saved funny. them $500,000. Dollars as well yeah. as jail time. Yeah. <laughs> That would yeah. Nobody checks. You can just say that you went to Harvard. I yeah. Barely I, look at resumes, let alone ch- follow them up. I did quit uh, college to just move to New York to to make it. You know. Yeah. Uh, made it. I heard if you make it there, you can make it. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, wait, where'd that's you hear that? Wait, where'd you hear that from? Just like any source. Was it oh from yeah, Na- yeah. Was it from NASA? Uh, was it from NASA? Yeah, I think I believe thing? it was NASA said that if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> On a vernal equinox. Oh, good. I yeah. Uh, yeah, saw the tweet. Don't need to look into it. I trust it. <laughs> so so I quit college and I moved to New York and I was trying to get temp jobs and they're like, oh, you have to have graduated college and I was like, oh right. great. Well then I did. They go, okay, cool. <laughs> right. Then you can work. And I was oh. like, well, this is very easy. Well, what a coincidence because I did. <laughs> And just forgot to put it on yeah, the resume. Like, like, oh, <laughs> no, I did. You know, like I have so much cool job stuff. I just didn't have room for it on my resume because you know got to keep it to one page, right? I, I had a yeah. bunch of temp agencies, and one of them actually did check once for one job. Like they asked to check, and then I got a call, and they were like, "Hey, there's some discrepancy on your." you know, status, graduating status at George Mason. And I said, oh, yes, I did not graduate. <laughs> you got me. Uh, very good. Oh, what are you, a did detective? Did you think I yeah, said good bit, I good did? did they... She said, you shouldn't lie on your resume. And I said, oh, you couldn't be more wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, in my adult life, I think that my college has only ever been looked into for one job and when they they want they wanted my like transcripts and stuff, and that they asked, I was like, "This is insane." Yeah, like, right. This is insane. I mean, like, you just insane. get outraged that they're checking. Well, it's just like, <laughs> oh, I guess I got to call my college and send a transcript to this like random comedy website. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Also, the temp jobs were just sitting in a receptionist chair. Yeah. For a day, you don't need to graduate. Yeah. Mm. Finally, let's talk about Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So there's a new Star Trek show uh, about Picard that is uh, being hidden on a streaming network, I think. It's on the CBS All All Access. Access, yeah. 
um, which is where they hide their shows that they put a lot of money into. Uh, and sneaky, yeah, there's a sneaky move on their part. Uh, but this is being criticized for cramming woke politics down our throats. Oh, I'm not Star Trek. <laughs> I remember when Star Trek was just about. Men being men, and now that never happened. What's like funny to me about that is that like the original Star Trek was 100% Gene Roddenberry, just like pushing like you know like at the time woke politics of like racial equality. Yeah, like Star Trek had the first ever interracial kiss on TV, I believe. So like to me, whenever I see stuff like that or hear stuff like that, it's just like, what did you think Star Trek was? Yeah, this Star Trek's just for nerds. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, it's just like, what, why did you, why are you upset about this and why were you not upset 50 years ago or whatever? (laughs) Yeah, apparently there are very racist nerds. Oh, sorry, I thought y'all said Star Wars. (laughs) Oh, oh, there we go, yeah, the bastion of racism (laughs) that is Star Wars. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's not incorrect. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some of those alien designs, they look real, uh, (laughs) wait a second. Um, But yeah, like you said, the original series was just, openly politically yeah. progressive. Uh they aired the like you said the first interracial kiss and the studio wanted to shoot it uh like multiple times so they could edit it out for the southern affiliates but William Shatner deliberately yeah, messed really those takes up, up yeah. and at one point he even crossed his eyes during the take which I makes me respect That's the hell out of Shatner. So funny. I know. Well, and it's so baked into the show that like straight up like um uh, I forget the actress's name, but uh, Uhura was thinking about quitting the show. After Nichelle the Nichols. Season. Yeah, Nichelle Nichols. She was thinking about quitting the show after the first season. And the reason that she stayed on is the legit Martin Luther King was like, it's very important that you Martin stay on the show. Luther so like King. Martin Luther King, literally, like this is, Star Trek is political. He's one of Hollywood's best agents. Yeah. They always forget about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was always great. Gets swept. <laughs> yeah, always gets, yeah, not enough awards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like it is insane that somebody would be like, how dare Picard be woke? Yeah. I mean, the, so the it's kind of uh, over, like the politics. Uh, there's a space refugee crisis with Romulans needing to be evacuated due to an impending supernova. And then there's an unrelated terrorist attack on Mars involving robots. But for some reason, everybody goes racist against the Romulans, uh, which all sounds very (laughs) relevant. Yeah. I'm a Mars truther. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it seems very relevant and to our current and future century. Probably. Wait, wait, wait. Explain to me what a Mars truther is. Sure. Well, this uh, I believe that the Earth um, orchestrated this attack on Mars to distract from the refugee yeah. situation from the, Mo- the Romulans. Yeah. That's good. That tracks for me. I'm on board, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it was an inside job is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was an inside Mars planet. Was an inside job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Joey, it's been a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist, man. Um, yeah, this is super Despite fun. all the ass kickings that you've promised oh, us yeah, that's, yeah, uh, I'm after really, we stop recording. Yeah, yeah, Once this, uh Once this airs, I'm going to have to fight so many people tomorrow, and guys, I am not ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says on your resume here, though, that you are ready. And that, oh, uh, geez, lying on my resume. Your hands really are registered as deadly weapons. <laughs> Why did I write that for a comedy writing job? <laughs> uh, is there, uh, or where can people find you, follow you? Hear you, experience you. Um, all right, cool. You can follow me on Twitter at Joey Tainment. You can follow me on Instagram at Joey Clift with like five eyes. The reason for that is that a 12-year-old took Joey Clift with one eye. So I was just like, oh, I'm just going to add some more eyes to this. That kid is uh, hilarious, though. Yeah, that kid. Yeah. <laughs> that kid. A lot of good bits. You should hire him for all your comedy writing jobs. Uh, try to pick a fight with that kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, let's see, uh, things to promote. Um, I got a short film that uh, you guys can check out on my Twitter account. It's in my bio called Telling People You're Native American When You're Not Native is a lot like telling a bear you're a bear when you're not a bear. The name is 24 words long. And uh, it's about that myth that I talked about earlier. All Um, right. So, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of my deal. Uh, And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Okay, so um, uh, I wrote this down so I can get it right. Um, uh, speaking of the Iowa caucus, I really loved a tweet from at underscore Eric Blanc that just showed a video of a spokesman for the Iowa primary talking about all the issues with the primary and how they're going to get fixed. 
and then during the 15 second video, the Iowa primary sign falls off of his podium. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just the most perfect right. timing that perfectly describes what's the happening. The universe is in on this. Yeah, the universe yeah. gets that this is a bit. Uh, so that, and then uh, I also want to give a shout out to like Taika Waititi. Uh, he won the Oscar for um, Best Adapted Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit. And in his speech, uh, a lot of videos of this floating around on Twitter. Um, he shouted out like indigenous kids and how like indigenous kids are the original storytellers. And then he yeah. did like an land acknowledgement in his speech. So just like, I gotta, I gotta give a big ups to Taika Waititi Twitter videos of his speech. <laughs> Can I say, um, boy is one of the best movies. Um, and I think it's on Amazon. It's Taika Waititi's first, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. big one. Um, and, uh, that is phenomenal. Hard okay. recommend. Where does it compare to the Cats movie? <laughs> um, I think it just edges it out oh, in terms of fighting words. visual effects <laughs> okay. in this movie yeah, made for $19,000. Okay. okay they make the boy look okay. like an actual boy. I, I would agree that I've not yet seen Boy. I need to watch it. But the visual effects in Boy are probably better than that in the Cats movie. <laughs> Nick, yes, it's been a pleasure having you as guest co-host. This has buddy. been a very big treat. Thank what a you. blast! Where can people find you? Follow you? Hear you? All um, that stuff. I'm on the internet. I also have a. Oh, I love the internet. Yes, you should check it out, especially okay. my stuff. Um, yeah. I have a podcast uh, called Get Rich Nick, where me and my co-host Nick Faderot try a new way to make money every week. We've recently been drug mules uh, in Tijuana. We were Instagram influencers. We charged e-bikes last week. And next week, we go to The Price is Right. Oh, shit. Uh, and we love suggestions for new episodes, um, but we only suggest we only accept suggestions um, in five-star reviews on Apple iTunes. So if you want to suggest a future app, hit me up, five-star review, and, uh, and uh, we'll, yeah, we'll tweets do Tweets will it. be ignored. Tweets I will, will not respond to anyone. Email, yeah. tweets, Facebook does not exist. Right. Uh, how do you guys do on... Uh, Price is right. Are you allowed to say? I am not allowed to say. Okay. It'll, uh, well, you'll learn on the podcast. Say, for the record, Nick is sitting on a brand new Harley Davidson motorcycle <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> a new office chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not nothing. You guys, it's not an episode where you guys are like, we went and then nothing happened and we came back. There's, well, no, there's, there's always a happened. story. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Whatever happens. Uh, but you know what podcast I'm even more excited about? is another show that you co-host with uh, our very own super producer, Anna Hosnia. Oh, yeah. I've, this is as big of a secret. I, uh, I'm i very excited. We, uh, Me and Anna host a new show, a binge-style podcast yeah. um, about Below Deck, Bravo's Below Deck. But Nick, what if I haven't been watching Below Deck from the start? Oh, my God. That's actually better. Oh, wow. You can watch it from the start along with us. I hadn't seen it before. I've on, we're uh, I think we've recorded halfway through the second season. Okay, and um, I'm falling in love with it. So you along can binge with our the listeners. podcast yeah. as you're binging the yeah, show. Yeah, we're going to come out every day. Which uh, I have been uh, fully intrigued by listening. To you guys talk about it. It is uh, just like the hottest of hot garbage human beings, <laughs> yes. uh, and you guys are very fun to uh, experience it with. So people should absolutely check that out. Uh, is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yes. Um, I retweeted this today, uh, or yesterday, and it is from Danny DeVito. Yes. I'm on board. And he tweeted out, Bernie's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> Wait, that's the that whole tweet, and then it's a smiley face. What does that mean? Be he loves Bernie. Okay. Is it Bernie's Ber what's does it happening? Say Bernie Sanders, or is it just some guy Nope, named it's <laughs> Bernie, apostrophe S, what? Apostrophe S happening exclamation point. Uh, right. I hope this is just uh, completely unrelated to politics. <laughs> <laughs> right. He just saw the Jack Black movie. Yeah. And he was like, that's my guy. Five stars. <laughs> Couple tweets I've been enjoying. Max Wittert tweeted, I feel like cars should be allowed to hit each other a little bit and not have it be a thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. I agree I, with that take. I fully agree with that. Yeah. Like, that's. Let's, like a little love tap should be fine. Yeah, it shouldn't be like everybody has to like stop and pull out all their shit. Yeah, like sometimes you want to just like nudge somebody other. with your car as a bit. Yeah. As a bit. I, I will say that I have it had a lot a of that where there's a bump. Maybe we even get out, but then it's like, what are we going to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. Well, yeah, like I drive an old car, so it's like it, for me, it's like uh, I don't know, like I have shit to do. I don't, I don't <laughs> I, it's fine. I got <laughs> rear ended at a red light and then. 
you know, it's like very shocking, obviously. Yeah. And then I get out, and then there's the guy behind me um, who hit me, and he's like, "Oh, come on, man, <laughs> really?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Look, I'm not going to do anything. I oh, just need to take on, a picture man. of your license, of your, yeah. of your license, and uh, you'll never hear from me. I just right. need to have it." Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like, th- but that is a good. Uh, that's a good reflex to get into of just like, yeah, like if you get into a small accident, just like get the information, even if yeah. you're going to be like, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's just totally like just fine. to have it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Uh, super producer Anna Hosnier, uh, Brooklyn. You can meet her uh, if you come to the show tonight. But uh, no, you can't meet her in person. <laughs> she's giving you can a very see her in person. She gave a very strong, very strong shake and no face. You can see her introduce the show at tonight's uh, live show if if you come. Wait, I have one question. Yeah, Anna Hosnier. All right. <laughs> Explain yourself. Uh, Nick, please don't speak to me unless we're on our podcast. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. Uh, so I am going to recommend a song that I heard on my favorite TV show, or excuse me, my second favorite TV show, Cheer. <laughs> is anyone else watching, ladies? Okay, I'm in a room full of men. So um, this song is called Queen, and it's by this artist, Jax Anderson, and it's very poppy. It's very uplifting. It just makes me want to do like a, you know, like a full out. Hey, that's for my cheer heads out there. Just kidding. Uh. I would break my neck. But uh, yeah, so um, check it out. It's Queen by Jax Anderson, and I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you go do a bunch of backflips to this if you can. Uh, And yeah, and listen to Deckheads. We drop February 20th, baby. I am watching Cheer, by the way. I just I might. I'm doing backflips as we speak. <laughs> All right, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We will be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you then. Bye. I'm a queen of the soldier,